Hey everybody, Kyle Warren here. Thank you so much for subscribing to the podcast. We're going to check out a couple of key segments from our most recent program. And don't forget, you can hear us live every Monday through Friday, 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. on AM860, The Answer in Tampa, Florida. Also, 2 a.m. to 5 a.m. on Saturday mornings. Once again, on AM860. Head over to kylewarrenshow.com for more information and to send me a direct message. Thanks for listening. This is America's Third Watch. You're listening to Kyle Warren. So Joe Biden is now saying that, well, he's saying a couple of things, right? He's saying he's decided what he wants to do to respond to the killings of the U.S. service people. And he's also said he's done everything he can at the border. And now he needs a bill to be passed that he can sign because he's done everything that he can do. And folks... I'm going to call a Joe Biden on that one. I'm going to call malarkey. That's a bunch of malarkey. That's not just me. That's going to be Speaker Johnson and a whole lot of other people as well that uh, will absolutely demonstrate that the president has not done everything he can at the border uh, and that there's a lot of stuff he could do right now. He could do it tomorrow morning. He could do it, well, this morning. We're all ready. Uh, into January 31st here, folks. It is the Wednesday edition of the program. Kyle Warren with you. Glad to be with you this morning. We're glad you're there. Glad to be here. And we have an awful lot to talk about on the program this morning. It will be chock full, as always. And uh, here we are. This is where it all starts. It starts in the wee hours of the morning. And uh, we head on through to 6 a.m., picking up listeners along the way. And, folks, again, this is the best job in the world. And I have you to thank for that. So let's get started, shall we? We have an awful lot to tell you about. Oh, and don't forget, of course, the telephone number. 949-822-7959. That's 949-822-7959. Operators are standing by, of course. And you can also head over to kylewarrenshow.com. That's kylewarrenshow.com. You can also send us a direct message simply by clicking on Send Kyle a Direct Message. You're off and running from there. You can also subscribe to the podcast where uh, currently we have highlights from the program uh, that you can can subscribe to, listen to anytime, take the program with with you and also we've got our live streams over there folks we've got our live streams uh, from our home station our flagship station am860 the answer in tampa florida the answer tampa.com we've also got our live streams from the great folks at gcn live that's the gcn network everybody they distribute the program out to our great am and fm radio affiliates across the country and uh, as we go across the country in the overnights and land on your radio dial uh, we have gcn of course uh, to thank for that we appreciate their hard work okay so oh and by the way we do have a couple of direct messages uh we've got a great message uh, from richard the marine from his vantage point on the central coast 
of Oregon. He writes in, he says, hello, Mr. Kyle, 57 degrees and heavy rain after a calm day. Well, I, yeah, I think we saw some of that starting to come in. Uh, he says, I see where the Marine Corps forces are going to be greatly reduced. They sure hope they have a good plan. Yeah, we'll talk a little bit about that. That's uh, been uh, that's been sort of in the offing now for a while. And I think it uh, has something to do with retooling the forces uh, by like 2030, I believe. So, yeah, we'll 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 discuss that on the program. Then we've also got a great uh, we've got a great uh, message and question from listener Joan. Uh, there in Seattle listening on a GCN, by the way. She's got a great question about Iran and about what the intentions are, and we'll address that here in a moment. Also, listener Joan, thank you for your kind words uh, and for the team as well, and I'm going to pass that on to everybody. Uh, I really do appreciate it. Okay, so this is, of course, what Joe Biden is talking about in terms of the strike uh, that are the, or the, you know, uh, potential strikes, packages of strikes that may go on against Iran. Now, he's not giving any specifics about this right now, um, but he has said that uh, he has decided, evidently, this is what the word is. This from the AP, President Joe Biden has made it clear the U.S. will strike back after a deadly drone attack killed three service members and wounded um, more than 40. Now, that number has risen, of course, at a small base in Jordan over the weekend. Uh, What isn't yet clear is who will be hit, where, and how hard. Uh, Biden has a wide array of options, but the U.S. must walk a fine line. A weak response will do little to deter future attacks by Iran-backed militia groups, right? Uh, While a major assault risks risks expanding the turmoil in the Middle East and drawing America into a wider conflict. On Tuesday, Biden bluntly said yes, quote unquote, when asked if he had decided how to respond to the attack. But he provided no details and added the U.S. wants to avoid triggering a broader Mideast war. That's not what I'm looking for, quote unquote, he said. Well, we've already heard that right from uh, John Kirby at the press briefing room at the White House. Uh, you know, uh, we're not looking for a war with Iran. We're not looking for a war with Iran. And I don't know where they're going to get it through their heads that Iran is looking for a war with us. And when we come back from the break, we'll expand on that a little bit more because that goes to listener Jones question this morning and uh, some great comments about this. And but that's exactly, you know, what's happening. Iran is trying to expand this war. They, they see what's happening in, uh, in Israel versus Hamas, which is also an Iran-backed group. They're called militia groups in the, uh, in the press, but, uh, but they really are terrorist groups, and, and we know that. But what are some of Biden's options, of course? Obviously, uh, there's the you go into Iran proper and you strike them in Iran. Okay, uh, This, of course, is being called for by, by some Republicans and others. Um, they, some say that they really need it, right? Um, because that's the way to send the big message. Um, however, I'm, I'm still of the mind that what the administration will end up doing is doing some more peripheral strikes, maybe going after those who actually launched the drone or taking out their command and control, taking out, uh, some of their personnel and making it hurt for them, uh, at least as for openers, basically for openers, but I don't know. And see, here's the thing. I, I, I'm concerned that the pathway takes you to Tehran. Not that that's not a doable thing, 
but that there has to be a way to do it and there has to be an exit strategy. It can't be one of those things like, well, you know, if we make Saddam Hussein fall, well, everything else will just fall into place. I mean, we we learned a great lesson uh, going into Iraq. Not that we didn't want to get rid of Saddam Hussein, but the aftermath sometimes can be very unpredictable. So there are other options as well. We'll talk about those when we come back from the break, folks. Here we are. It is the Wednesday edition, folks, and we have a lot more to tell you about and talk about on the other side of the break. Stay right there. Kyle Warren with you. there's an interesting uh, Rasmussen poll that's out there right now from Rasmussen reports. It looks like um, there's a, a, about 69% of likely U.S. voters uh, support Texas uh, putting up these barriers like the razor wire and all the other, all the other stuff they're, they're, they're putting in the gap here uh, along the border to stop the illegal immigration. Um, and uh, 53% strongly support the action. 27% oppose the action that Texas is taking to prevent illegal immigration, including 15% who strongly oppose the state's action. And again, this from um, this from uh, Rasmussen reports. That's a real interesting <laughs> number, and it's probably something that has absolutely overwhelmed the White House. And the Biden campaign and the Democrat Party elite and just about everybody else. And it just goes to what I've been talking about. I just wanted to mention this briefly. By the way, folks, welcome back to the program. Kyle Warren with you. And uh, here we are, Wednesday edition, 949-822-7959 is the telephone number. Head over to kylewarrenshow.com where you can uh, send us a direct message as well. But this caught my eye and I wanted to uh, sort of um, mention this at the top of this segment. Uh, this is a very interesting poll, and again, I do think it's overwhelming him at the White House because it goes to exactly what I've been talking about, and that is that the people of the United States across the highways and byways, they see what a common sense issue this is. And I, 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 I really do believe, folks, that they understand that this is not – uh, Texas defying the federal government. This is Texas actually carrying out the actions that the federal government should be doing. If the, anybody's defying somebody, this, uh, this is the federal government or this is um, the Biden administration. I think that's more proper way to put it at this point. The Biden administration is defying its responsibilities now, are there different legal questions and so forth? Well, of course, this is why this is making its way through the courts. But it is interesting to me that um, especially and, and, you know, we keep hearing these calls. Well, they need to federalize the National Guard in Texas and take over and and talk about, you know, an authoritarian sort of uh, dictatorial maneuver. Well, that sounds like that's what it is. This isn't the same thing, by the way. I really think it's important to point out. I want to get back to the Iran uh, to the Iran issue here in a moment. But I do I do think it's important to point out. I don't think this is the same kind of thing as 
uh, nationalizing the guard back in the 50s in order to make sure that the schools were integrated because that was a direct defiance of the Supreme Court. It was a direct defiance of what the law of the land was. And so I don't think that it's exactly the same thing at all. So I don't see the need to federalize the Texas National Guard. And by the way, by the way, um, I think I can find this here while I'm while I'm talking. Uh, the uh, Texas National Guard has evidently uh, put up a flag uh, underneath their Texas flag. Uh, let's see here. Texas Military Department. Uh, this from Military Times, by the way. The Texas Military Department posted a photo to its official X account Tuesday um, showing the Gonzales flag flying above the headquarters in Austin. So this is kind of an interesting little, uh, hmm, you know, <laughs> kind of a thing to the uh, to this whole situation. The flag, which reads, come and take it underneath an image of a cannon, is the best-known flag of the Texas Revolution and originated at the Battle of Gonzales, according to the Texas Historical Commission. In the post on X, it is shown flying the flag between the Texas flag at Camp Mabry. No message was posted with the photo. The post had garnered more than 20,000 views uh, after about an hour when it went online. Uh, the Texas Military Department could not be reached immediately for comment. Sounds like they already made a comment uh, Tuesday afternoon. A spokesperson for the National Guard Bureau said he could not provide context about the post. The Texas Military Department is a state agency that supports the Texas military force, which includes the Texas National Guard. Both are led by the state adjunct general, Major General Thomas Swulzer, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, and, of course, the post comes amid this big standoff. Well, and again, I, I I don't think that this has to come at all to any kind of blows. I don't think it has to come at all to any kind of confrontation because this needs to be taken care of legally, obviously. Um, but even so, the federal government, the Biden administration in this case, they haven't been able, as far as I know, been able to show that they have the kind of jurisdiction that they claim they have in this park area. Um, and so I think the Texas attorney general, if I recall correctly, has said, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for this for this documentation to come back. That seems pretty reasonable, doesn't? Does this sound like a you know bloodthirsty revolution? Well, of course not. I don't think anybody's warmongering about this in Texas. But the Biden administration has shown its true colors, basically abdicating their responsibility here and leading up to and including Joe Biden. And saying he's done everything he can, which we will we will return to here in a minute. But I do want to continue here just briefly um, regarding uh, what the options are to go back against Iran. Uh, they can hit the militia groups again, says the AP. The most likely uh, the most likely move would be to hit Iran-backed militias, also known as terrorist groups, in Iraq and Syria again. Uh, as of Tuesday, those groups had launched 166 attacks on military installations since October 18th, including 67 in Iraq, 98 in Syria, and now one in Jordan, according to U.S. military official. On Tuesday, one of the major Iran-backed militia groups, Khatib Hezbollah, announced in a statement the suspicion of military and security operations against the occupation forces in Iraq, referring to U.S. troops. The group, which U.S. officials consider a top suspect in the Jordan attack, said the suspension was to prevent embarrassment to the Iraqi government. 
Uh, in response, Major General Pat Ryder, the Pentagon press secretary, said actions speak louder than words. Um, and again, so they can go after uh, they can go after these other groups, right? And there are many. And here's one of the other considerations: the defense posture there is um, it, in, in other words, if all these groups try to do something all at once, that would be a major issue. So I think they also have to take things like that into consideration. We have to make sure that our forces are prepared uh, to repel anything or to be prepared uh, to try to fight back any other kind of attack that would come. Even if we're attacking a group over here, over there, there's going to be, uh, you know, in a different area, there could be other attacks. So, so all this has to be thought of and coordinated um, and I, by the way, I, I just don't see once we start these kinds of responses of which we do have to respond, I, I, I don't see how you don't have a larger es- escalation of what's happening with this war. But that's that's just me, unless it is done very carefully, very well, um, and it is done so much so that the enemy doesn't have the ability to, st- to continue to make war. Also, of course, you've got what's happening on Capitol Hill. Uh, You're going to have um, uh, the congressional leaders uh, in both houses wanting to have some kind of report back from the president. This goes into the War Powers Act and also the congressional, pardon me, the constitutional um, authority that the president has as commander in chief. But one of the things that we don't want to get bogged down into is, again, something where it could be open ended uh, necessarily. And um, but it's and and the one big thing, folks, that really complicates this, it's the election year. It's the election year. So so obviously, you know, that's going to have a huge bearing on it. So listener Jones says behind besides the obvious hate Iran has for the U.S. due to our unwavering support of Israel and their religious belief that we are the infidels or the great Satan. Uh, what do you feel their end goal is with all the current attacks on U.S. troops in the Middle East, knowing we certainly outpower them? Is it more than humiliation or testing our response? Well, that's a great question and great observation. Now, I, I do think that they do want to continue to cause destabilization. That's for sure. Um, they want to expand the war, I believe, because uh, of what's happening to Hamas. Hamas is getting decimated, and they know that. And one of the ways that they f- that they feel, uh, apart from military um, uh, uh, victories in their minds, um, is that there's propaganda victories to be made. They've been making real hay while the sun shines, right, about how somehow Israel is committing genocide and the United States is helping that. And on it goes. And everywhere Joe Biden goes, he gets interrupted uh, by these uh, protesters and so forth. So they really feel that they're making progress. But yes, they know that we outgun them. They do. And when we were talking to Frank Salvato earlier this week, you know, unfortunately, they have a particular mentality and viewpoint that to some degree, they don't care. They don't care because they believe that they're doing good. And in some cases, they believe that if they are martyred or if they get uh, they get uh, uh, munched by uh, American forces or allied forces, that that's somehow a good thing for them. Because they're not saying they're saying, okay, we just want a place at the table. Stay right there, everybody. Kyle Warren, coming back. Let me start off with two words. Made in America. You can never know what it's like. Your blood 
So Joe Biden, arguably, right, as the president of the United States of America, is the most powerful man in the world, right? Any president, it's all, that's always been the way presidents have been described in the modern era, the most powerful man in the world, right? The most powerful man in the world. You know, the just, you know, somehow the most powerful man in the world, that, that, that kind of thing, right? That's exactly what. <laughs> That's right. I got my big boomy voice on that one. Um, and uh, he's the most powerful man in the world, but his um, hands are tied. He, he needs a congressional authority. He needs a new bill in order to be able to fix the border or at least to close the border. He keeps saying, I'm going to close the border. And um, but he can't do it. He's done all he can. By the way, folks, Kyle Warren with you. Glad to be with you here on this Wednesday edition of the program. 949-822-7959 is the number to call. Uh, also, you can head over to KyleWarrenShow.com. That's KyleWarrenShow.com if you'd like to send us a direct message this morning. Uh, and uh, that's a great way to uh, to uh, send in. Thanks again, listener Joan. Thank you uh, as well to Richard the Marine. And uh, we also had a great uh, we had a great uh, uh, message yesterday morning, um, and uh, it was really really great. It was just really touching uh, to get such a message. And uh, that message came in, and uh, uh, it was a little before I think right before I think Denise came on uh, that segment right before Denise came on in hour number three, and um, there was a, a great. Uh, as I said, a great message that came in from a listener named Lucy. She's listening on AM 930, The Answer. And she wrote in, she said, stuck in a hospital for a month. Your show uh, was my lifesaver. Nurses think you're really smart. And that's, again, how, that's very kind words. I, I can't even, I don't know where to start with that. Uh, she says, how about some Stevie Nicks to keep our hardworking truckers alert. So I just wanted to uh, reiterate that, yes, we've got a couple of great Stevie Nicks tracks tonight. So I'll just let you know that ahead of time because next segment we'll do our weather report and we've got a couple of great Stevie Nicks tracks this morning. So thank you, Lucy, uh, listening on AM 930. And again, we hope that you're getting better soon. Absolutely. But um, those kinds of comments, folks, just make my day. And it is absolutely overwhelming to me to know uh, that um, that we have an effect, and that uh, that we're 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 touching people's lives. That is absolutely. I just I just have no words for that. I'm a talk show host, and I'm I have no words for that. I just don't. Uh, but I appreciate it uh, so very very much. Okay, let's hear what uh, Joe Biden has to say about the border. Okay, so here we are. He's back over by Marine One, the helicopter. So there is helicopter noise. Uh, but let's listen in. Everything you can do. The border is just broken, right? The border is just broken, everybody, isn't it? Yes, the border is broken and we need a congressional bill. Uh, we need something to happen because just I, I can't do anything. Well, guess what? He can do a lot of things because he came in and reversed so many of the things that President Trump was doing. So to hear Joe Biden say that there's just nothing else he can do, this is all simply 
another ruse, another smokescreen designed to make it look like, uh, hey, I, I'm just I'm just a guy trying to do my best here. I sent a bill day one back in 2021 that they've never passed this thing. And now we'd have these other negotiations and it needs to be bipartisan. And you get all the buzzwords, every single buzzword. It's like they have a checklist and it just goes buzz, buzz, buzz. You know, that that's all it does. And and they think if they keep saying that over and over again, that somehow these questions will go away and people will perceive somehow that Biden is tough on the border. But he's only being tough on the border because people have looked out their front doors. They've looked out their windows, you know, proverbially. They've looked out the front door and they've seen that everything has gone just really, really bad. (laughs) And that's what I can say on the radio. Uh, that's right. No, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna censor myself. <laughs> if only I had to do that a couple of times, uh, with, with a call. Uh, but uh, at any rate folks, and that's live radio, but, uh, I'll, I'll tell you what, there's a lot that can be done it, it, tomorrow morning in terms of executive orders. There's a lot that can be done by Joe Biden. If he were to go in there and do that also, even I think one of the most important things as well uh, that goes along with this is the remain in Mexico policy. That's huge. Uh, and uh, if they would simply do that, you could have some, some pretty good significant, um, significant changes overnight. Let's hear speaker Johnson um, talking about this, this border border deal um, and answering the question about somehow Trump is trying to kill the border deal, but nobody likes this border deal, by the way. It's demonstrably a bad thing if it doesn't actually address starting to really bring those um, crossings to zero. You know, this idea, well, it's, well, it's 5,000 and so forth. Uh, people don't, you know, they, they don't buy that either. And I do think what's happening in Texas, that, that, uh, that uh, poll that we just mentioned, is really indicative, too, about how the American people react to these things. When they use when they see the common sense problem that's there and hear the ridiculous, nonsensical solutions, quote unquote, from the Democrat Party elite, they don't buy it. Let's listen to Speaker Johnson. The former president has made it clear that he doesn't want you guys to move forward on this. And judging by his comments, he clearly wants to campaign on this issue. Have you spoken to him about the Senate proposal and are you? simply trying to kill this to help him out in the campaign? No, Manu, that's absurd. We have a responsibility here to do our duty. Our duty is to do right by the American people, to protect the people. The first and most important job of the federal government is to protect its citizens. We're not doing that under President Biden. We we have only a tiny, as you know, razor-thin, actually a one-vote majority right now in the House. Our our majority is small. We only have it in one chamber, but we're trying to, to use every ounce of leverage that we have to make sure that this uh, issue is addressed. I have talked to, to former President Trump about this issue at length, and, um, and he understands that. He understands that we have a responsibility to do here. The president, of course, President Trump, wants to secure the country. President Trump is the one that talked about border security before anyone else did. He ran on, as you remember, building the wall. Why? Because he saw this catastrophe coming. He knew that if we did not get control of it, we would be in this situation. And that's why President Trump took executive actions. He used his executive authority to get that system under control. President Biden came in reflexively and did exactly the opposite. And that is what has caused this crisis. Okay, stop right there. Stop right there. That is key. That is key. What Speaker Johnson is talking about. 
So when Joe Biden goes out to the front lawn or the south lawn, rather, of the White House and says, I, I have, I've done everything I can. I, I need this. I need the bill. Give me the judges. Give me the blah, blah, blah. Uh, that's not really true. And Speaker Johnson is putting this very, very well. Let's back that up a tad and then uh, continue. It is well documented. I'm happy to share with you all, if you haven't seen it yet, our documentation of the 64 actions they've taken. At least half of those, more than half, could be immediately reversed with a stroke of a pen. And Joe Biden refuses to do it. And Joe Biden refuses uh, to take these actions. That is true. That is absolutely true. And what Joe Biden is, um, is unwilling to do is to do the same strokes of a pen that, uh, that President Trump did. And I think that is incredibly, incredibly important. Also, uh, we've got RFK Jr. Listen to what he says about what he would do uh, day one, basically, if he was elected president. He's talking here on Fox and Friends uh, with, uh, with uh, Mr. Ducey. Let's, uh, let's listen in. If you were elected president, how would you fix it? I wouldn't stop it overnight. There, you know, I've talked to the patrol. I've talked to law enforcement. Um, what we, we need to do is to, to complete the 27 gaps in the, in the wall. You don't need a wall from Brownsville, Texas, 2,200 miles to San Diego. But you need the physical barrier in those highly populated zones with uh, Migrants can disappear very quickly. So there's 27 big gaps where everybody's coming through. And the rural areas, you need to restore the fences that were torn up right. by, the, by the administration. You need to put in the long-range cameras, the lights, the sensor equipment. And then you need, we need asylum judges on the border to adjudicate the cases there. And we need to reinstate the Migrant Protection Act that requires people with asylum claims to remain in Mexico. So there you have RFK Jr. Start to see a pattern developing here. It's the pattern that goes against what Joe Biden and the Democrat administration, Democrat Party elite want to do. And that is free, unfettered, illegal immigration to wait a minute. We need to start with this remain in Mexico and bring that back. Folks, stay right there. We are coming right back ourselves. Kyle Warren with you. I suppose we should be thankful that the Biden administration is even spending any time looking at this issue about what Iran is doing and who they're supporting and so forth. Because as we know, the biggest threat to everything is Donald Trump. And uh, they were they were cruising along merrily, protecting our democracy, fighting for our democracy. And here comes Iran. And I'm telling you, folks, um, 
I no, they're they're not prepared for this, and they don't uh, maybe really understand it. Uh, but folks, uh, we do, and we understand the seriousness of it. And uh, of course, I'm being a little bit humorous here, uh, but uh, but you know, it really does really does kind of um, make you make you a little bit mad when you realize that the Biden administration seems to be much more interested in its own political fare and protecting our democracy and quote unquote, rather than uh, doing uh, administration things that presidents have to do uh, dealing with the world stage. And when the world literally has caught on fire, folks, Kyle Warren with you. Glad to be with you this morning as we head in to our number three here on the broadcast. Welcome to everybody listening on AM860, The Answer. Welcome to everybody listening along the GCN network. Go to KyleWarrenShow.com, by the way, if you want to uh, if you want to send us a direct message. Also, if you want to uh, subscribe to the podcast, we have some uh, highlights of the program there going on right now as we expand the podcast part of this endeavor. And uh, so you're welcome to go over there to KyleWarrenShow.com. And also, of course, folks, uh, the number to call is 949-822-7959. We will open up the telephone lines at the bottom of the hour if you have a question or comment for our Denise Simon from FoundersCode.com and the Denise Simon Experience on Facebook. She's back with us. Good morning again, Denise. Good morning. Well, um, you know, one (laughs) of the things that... uh, you know, we were talking about right before we got to the top of the hour was, again, the, you know, the idea that there will be these retaliations. But you made such a great point insofar as that the retaliations are going to hit maybe, you know, empty areas, you know, rel- you know uh, relatively speaking, uh, we're not going to do as much damage as we think because they're, they're moving all their stuff around and getting out of Dodge. Correct. And they're, they're, they're moving uh themselves um they're closing up camp um they're they're traveling i mean that's you know that's the whole playbook <laughs> right how just look at you know how elusive was osama bin laden for years and years and years <laughs> yes. until he finally settled in abadabad right and and i and just parenthetically when you just said that I, it reminded me there was a time when it was sort of said that he was in a villa in pakistan and it's like nobody, nobody thought that that was really true until it turned out to be exactly the case. Correct. Yeah. So, so. that's that's a big deal. But uh, but but you're right. I mean, this could drag on. I think what what may be missing here too, and I want to get your opinion on this. There just doesn't seem to be the resolve. You know, there, it's it's like are, are they coming up with stuff that they got to do because they know they got to do something? You know, as opposed to really being opposed to what Iran is all about, what they've been doing, uh, because just sours their their relationship with, you know, the John Kerry-esque kind of thing of making a nuclear deal and, and trying to do that kind of thing. And again, yes, influence from the original Obama uh, deals that were made. I don't think we can deny that the Pentagon itself has gone woke, okay? Um, I, I don't know about the war gamers, the war planners, um uh, you know that that whole operation but i can uh, i can pretty much say that they would present several packages to the white house um and then they would round table these packages and they would put some kind of a grade to it you know it would be a 40% effective 60% effective and the, the question always becomes 
Uh, will it be innocent people killed? If there's innocent people killed or there's a, a chance of any sort for any kind of civilian damage of, you know, whatever description, they take it off the table. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, uh, Biden's not making the decision. He's got the National Security Council that's making the decision, which means it's Jake Sullivan, Susan Rice. Um so, um, I don't, I don't hold a lot of uh, confidence that whatever um, they come up with and whatever they start to do is going to be effective. It's, you know, six months from now is going to look exactly like today. Well, I'm so glad that you mentioned that because you know I'm thinking about the Houthis. I'm thinking about how a couple of weeks ago. We were joking in a in a just trying to be a little bit humorous in the face of all this, um, saying we don't want to keep hearing about this is the twenty fifth strike on the Houthis. Uh, you know wh- how much you know you know can we can we stop the Houthis now? Uh, as but this is going to be the same kind of thing. It's like are they going to just sort of do a little bit, a little bit, and is it more for show than anything else? Well, the other piece is is that. No, I haven't heard one ounce of discussion that this White House says that they are talking to our partners and allies, which I say in air quotes, Mm -hmm. Um, because this what's going on in the Middle East just doesn't affect the United States because, um, you know, the uh, the tragedy of losing three of our soldiers. It, It affects a lot more than that and has been so. What has been the collaboration with our partners and our allies? <laughs> you know, are we going this alone? Are we tapping on the shoulder of Britain or France or Germany or, you know, China? <laughs> you know, oh, nothing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, at Who, the very- who's going to go? Who's going to partner with us on this? Whatever this is. I agree, because that would also send the signal. It's not just about the United States sending the right. signal. It's about the allies or right. a, you know, a like-minded group sending a signal. No, you're absolutely 100% right about that. Uh, we're going to start hearing the music here in just a moment here, Denise. So uh, we're going to head out to break. But uh, you mentioned the Chinese. I don't know. I'm willing to try anything at this point. Maybe they could fly a balloon over Tehran. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> but... Uh, all right, folks, stay right there. we got Denise Simon with us this morning. And you're not hearing this kind of stuff, I think, anywhere else. This is what makes this program so special, and we appreciate you being there. And we're going to come right back, and we're going to continue with Denise Simon. Kyle Warren with you. Stay right there. that one come up uh, in rotation (laughs) yeah we know the thing we're gonna keep talking about the thing and we are going to drive the thing home and that's what we're gonna do folks uh but welcome back to the program everybody kyle warren with you wednesday edition is flying by 
And, uh, you know, it's it's really something, again, you know, we start this thing up at 2 a.m. Eastern time in the morning, and we go on to 6 a.m. Eastern time, and uh, it is just a lot of fun, and the time really does fly by. 949-822-7959 is the number, and we're going to open up the telephone lines at the bottom of the hour if you have a uh, if you have a question or a comment uh, for Denise Simon from founderscode.com, and, of course, the Denise Simon experience on Facebook. And, Denise, you're one of the reasons why this this time flies by because we just really get into talking about a lot of great stuff. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Um, and you had a couple of other things you I wanted do. to add. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, I was poking around a couple days ago and I found a document on the Biden White House website dated December the 7th of 2023. Okay, about a month and a half ago, right? And it's really talking kind of about um, I, I think the the title of this is Letter to the Speaker of the House of Representatives and the President Pro Tempore of the Senate regarding the War Powers Report. So I'm looking at this thing, and um, we're talking about the Middle East. And we're talking about Afghanistan. And we're talking about Iraq and Syria. And I'm scrolling down, and I see Arabian Peninsula region. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And it says here, a small number of United States military personnel are deployed to Yemen to conduct operations against al-Qaeda in the Arabian Peninsula and Islamic State. The United States military continues to work closely with the Republic of Yemen government and regional partners forces to degrade the terrorist threat posed by these groups. Okay, we didn't say anything in there about the Houthis. (laughs) Right. We t- we talked about Al Qaeda and in the Arabian Peninsula, otherwise known as AQAP, and Islamic State. All right, but we have forces, military forces in Yemen, as of December. That's in print on the White House website. Now, how is that possible? It also says we're working with the Yemen government. There is no Yemen government. <laughs> right. <laughs> there exactly. is none. Yeah. It's 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 functionally uh, un, ungoverned. Um, you you've got what they call unelected officials. Well, those unelected fi- officials are terrorists. Right. I know. I, I It really pains me when we hear things about Hamas officials today, said it, They're not officials. They are terror. You're right. And this is what we've been pointing out for quite some time. And, uh, and this is exactly the kind of thing that uh, makes no sense. Now, these forces in Yemen... Uh, what it begs the question: Why can't they go attack the Houthis? Or is that you think boots, boots on the ground? I you, guess you think how did it ever get to where we are if we have forces in Yemen? They're in a non-combatant role. Well, okay, that means that they're in you know some kind of an intelligence role. Well, what are they doing? And what 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 information are they passing back to the United States that that? You know, we haven't been able to stop all this. Um, We also have forces in Saudi Arabia (laughs) for defense and training purposes as they relate to territorial defense, to territorial defense. We haven't had any territorial defense. It is exasperating, isn't it? And um, because, again, it's it's this notion that it's not cohesive, 
there, there doesn't seem to be a real plan. Um, no, the I mean, Houthis cannot got, be stopped, uh, and, and on it goes. We've got 3,200 forces in Jordan. We've got 100 in Lebanon. 100? That's it? Um, we have some in Turkey. We have some in in what they call the East Africa region, which is, was dealing with Somalia and Al-Shabaab and whatnot. Okay, this is fine. I don't have a problem with these people being deployed. But what what are the rules of engagement? What are they doing there? I'm sure they're doing some important work, but with with the work or what they're providing back to the United States to um, our <laughs> decision makers, we're not making any decisions. We should we we should never have let any of this go as far as it has, which is exactly what I've been saying about Russia and Ukraine. But okay, moving on. Southern border is that where you want to go? <laughs> yeah. Well, as a matter of fact, <laughs> yeah. Let's yeah. Let's. Uh, it's so much better at the southern border. Uh, yeah. You know, I guess. Uh, but let's talk about ungoverned space. No kidding. Well, listen to what Joe Biden had to say outside of the um, outside of the um, of the um, uh, White House earlier. Let's listen to what he had to say. Okay. I think we have that. Everything you can do with executive authority. Is there more you can do? Absolutely. That's all I can do. Give me the power. I've asked for the very day I got in office. Give me the border patrol. Give me the people. Give me the people to judge. Give me the people who can stop this and make it work. Okay, so there's a lot of jet noise there uh, from the uh, helicopter. Uh, but uh, but you heard, I hope you were able to hear that pretty well, Denise. But he's yeah, saying, yeah, yeah give, give me the power. I've been asking for it since day one because he's done all he can do. Now that's he has, mo- a, that's he has the same pen and the same phone that Obama had. Okay, so yesterday I was poking around and I decided, all right, how many how many executive orders has Biden signed regarding immigration? Well, we're way up in. I mean, almost immediately we're way up into the twenties or thirties or whatever it is. I've got the whole list here. I didn't count how many. So I was texting with Tom Homan last night. Everybody know who Tom Homan is? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. So one thing that um, Biden undid was Trump's executive order. Remember that whole thing on the Muslim ban, which wasn't a Muslim ban, but remember the executive orders that we were not going to take in any any people from a handful of countries? Right, because they included... could not be vetted. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and they yeah. still can't. But, yeah. Um, they included Burma, Eritrea, Iran, Venezuela, Kyrgyzstan, Libya, North Korea, Somalia, Sudan, Syria, Tanzania, and Yemen. Oh. <laughs> Why doesn't he undo his executive order then? He undid Trump's executive order, so why does he undo his own? We can start there, can we not? Indeed. Now, under- understand, the initial travel ban... Suspended issuance of visas to nationals from, this is Trump's, from Iran, Iraq, Sudan, Syria, Libya, Somalia, and Yemen for 90 days. <laughs> okay. Well, Trump had it right. Look at the conditions we are in now with Iraq, Syria, Iran, Somalia, and Yemen. Indeed. Okay. Indeed, yeah. So why don't we put a travel ban Travel ban, which well, means any people coming from any of those countries, 
not only do we not give them a visa, but we don't, you know, as soon as we catch them at the southern border, uh-uh, dude, you're, you're out of here. Start there. Well, but they, they want the narrative to be, oh, my hands are tied, the Congress won't act, it's these Republicans, Trump is trying to torpedo the whole thing, blah, blah, blah. That's, that's what they're doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so and it's Biden's outside there by the helicopter emphatically going, give me the the power. You know, it's like it's he's, it's it's just malarkey. And he they're just gaslighting us. They're trying to make us think that the president doesn't have the ability. Even Speaker Johnson said there was, you know, I don't know how many different things he could do right now. Reinstituting, for example, the stay in Mexico policy. I mean, that's another easy thing to do. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, it's easy to do, and uh, and it's something that that uh, would be tangible. But it's 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 as if they want well, everybody to think that they can't do anything. Yeah, and so has the Department of Justice or has Secretary Mayorkas? This is a rhetorical question. Mm-hmm. Prepare for this, but on your seatbelt. Yep. Has have they gone to this White House and said, "Hey, dude, uh, you need to put a travel ban back on." You need to with what we have going on in Yemen with no functioning government and with the Houthis and the Islamic State and AQAP. Um, and I mean, there was quite quite the hearing on the Hill yesterday about all things China, including former CIA director Leon Panetta, who I don't have much use for, but and Mike Pompeo. Mm-hmm. There was another one there. Another big hearing on UNRWA, you know, because of the report that um, Israel had filed. Oh, yeah. Okay. So given the militancy of Islam, uh, the Palestinians, the protests that we've gone over in UNRWA and what is still happening in Gaza. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, hold that thought real quick because we're going to hit the hard break. Denise Simon, stay right there, folks. Please stay right there as well. We're coming right back. Listening in Sarasota on AM 930, The Answer. Hey, Ron, I appreciate your message so very, very much. It really, really makes my day. It really does. And, uh, yeah, I'll be happy to um, to send something your way on that. And and uh, But, uh, really, I, I really do appreciate your comments about the program and everything. It really makes, it makes all our day here because uh, everybody puts in a real good effort here on the show. And, uh, once again... Uh, just really very, very appreciative uh, of your comments this morning. So thank you, Ron, listening in Sarasota on AM 930. All right. So, uh, folks, Kyle Warren with you, 949 
that number again, 949-822-7959. Operators are standing by, and we've got somebody else standing by as well. And that, of course, is Denise Simon, founderscode.com, and the Denise Simon Experience on Facebook. And folks, do yourself a favor. Head over to founderscode.com. Check out Denise's uh, great articles and the other great materials uh, that she has there. Uh, and uh, we've got her uh, We've got her here for another segment. Good morning again, Denise. Good morning. Good morning. All right. Well, uh, we do have the telephone lines are lighting up uh, as per usual. And uh, so let's go ahead and uh, if you like, we'll go ahead and take a quick call here. Sure. All right. So let's start out first. We do have Beck M and Bob. Back Ammon Bob is calling in for Denise. Denise, Back Ammon Bob. <laughs> yes, got something I wanted you to listen to. It here is very quick, and I think it's something about Trump, and I think you really like it. Okay. Yes. Whether we are black or brown or white, we all bleed the same red blood. And we are all made by the same almighty God. He's right. As long as we remember these truths, we will not fail. Nobody, nobody can beat us. Nobody. All right. Very cool, Beck, and Bob. Together, Just a we bit will more. make not America much. strong again. We will make America wealthy again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And we will make America great again. All right. So that is, yeah, very cool. No, no, the thing I want, the point I want to make is that this is the type of stuff that we should be advertising on TV and stuff like that. And uh, Trump's accomplishment. Plus stuff like that, where it shows what type of person he really is. Now, I know he has his bad side. Everybody does. But we should be emphasizing that, and the message should be got out that Trump is not only has these type of views and stuff, but he's also, to some degree, acting different than he used to. He's not exactly the same Trump that he used to be. Yeah, he has tamped a lot of stuff down. He has changed a lot of his, um, a lot of some of his mode. By the yeah. way, there's stuff on the internet will show you that he has actually helped people out of stuff, a, a lot of different things. Oh, yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Denise, what do you, what do you think about that? I, I will never forget uh, Andrew Temeresi. Anybody remember him? He was the Marine that went the wrong way uh, trying to come back from Mexico. And got stuck in a Mexico prison that took us forever to get him out. Remember that one? Oh, yeah. Well, he finally got him out. His mother lives in Miami and whatnot. He had some issues, PTSD and whatnot. Trump, without any kind of fanfare, was real compelled by the story. This is back when Greta Van Susteren was on Fox. Um, anyway... He wrote Andrew Tamaresi a check for $10,000 to get him on his feet. Yeah, and he would do stuff like this. There yes. wasn't a lot of fanfare with it. But see, that was the Donald Trump that even the left or the liberals, quote-unquote, liked until the, he ran for president. All right. Now, the first part of what um, Becky and Bob just played is really quite important. There's an interesting place in Russia. It's called Patriot Park. It's a theme park. It's in Kubinka, Russia. And it's themed around patriotism and the Russian military. 
Now, we can say what you want, but for Russians, um, families go there. It's kind of like a patriotic military theme park, almost like their version of a Disney. Okay. And families take their kids and they absolutely have the best time. I mean, this place is huge, absolutely huge. There's a museums, there's, um, you can get on, you know, all the old equipment, you can, you know, all these kinds of things. And so um, schools take their kids, you see what I'm saying? So the, the, the Russians are building patriotism, like it or not, that's what they're doing. And it's effective. Sure. Uh, it what really do we is, do? Yeah. What are we doing? Nothing. Oh, well, well, we tear down everything. You know, yeah, America's we, bad. It's based on we, evil. Precisely. All that stuff. Yeah. Precisely right. Yeah. All right. Let's head over. We got uh, we got Dan Tana Frank living, um, listening in Las Vegas, Nevada. Good morning, Dan Tana. Frank, you're on the air with Denise Simon. Um, and yes, and I, 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 uh, uh, she's one of the better guests that uh, any host gets. You're very fortunate. <laughs> I, I know that. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, well, I, I don't really relish in, in stroking the host, but uh, <laughs> sometimes you get stuck. Uh, um, Denise, uh, the New Testament, it is written, I am the word. And words can fall on deaf ears. Mm-hmm. I, I can't say enough. Uh, when Benjamin Franklin, and uh, you've heard it, but uh, we are a republic. Mm-hmm. And it just kills me to hear the words uh, on you know, even on the radio at the top and bottom, uh, uh, the migrants. And uh, uh, no, they're illegal aliens. And I'm half Mexican. And my uh, my grandfather was drafted by the Dodge. They, they people... Uh, uh, liberals would say, well, how did that half get here? Mm-hmm. And I said, well, he was drafted by the Dodgers. He just didn't live long enough to see his, mm-hmm. my cousin uh, make it, who doesn't call me, by the way. Uh, <laughs> again, yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, falling on deaf ears. Uh, um, uh, again, it is written, I am the word. And uh, uh, um, uh, uh, Kyle, you're putting on a great show. And uh, again, it's one of the fastest three hours in the books. <laughs> Thank and, you. Uh, uh, well, gosh, we're an hour that. and a half away from you putting this one in the books again. <laughs> um, uh, keep doing what you're doing, baby. I, uh, Denise, always Thank chime in. Love it. Thank, I, I love it. Thank you, Dan Tana Frank. All right, that's Dan Tana Frank. I think we got, by the way, we appreciate his kind words, don't we, Denise? That's really something that makes our day and uh, I really, really appreciate it. Um, We've got just a little bit of time here. I hope we can get Neil in Henderson, Nevada, which is just outside Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, I think we got enough time. Neil, if you have a question or comment for Denise, good morning. Good morning, Kyle. Good morning, Denise. Uh, Good morning. Kyle, I, I like your selection of music. Uh, I want to uh, reach back a little bit. Remember Humpty? <clears throat> Doing the Humpty Hump? The Humpty Dance? Oh, yeah. yeah he was awesome. You know, um, <laughs> I Googled him a few months ago, and I was very saddened when I found out he OD'd, I think, uh, alone in a hotel room in Tampa, if I'm correct, based oh, wow. on what I read. 
but he was awesome, an awesome artist, you know, and that uh, the Humpty Hump, I, I think they're doing that at the White House now, you know? <laughs> they may Maybe, be doing that, yeah, you know? I would not be surprised. I think Admiral yeah. Kirby may be doing that at the Pentagon. The Macarena. <laughs> the Macarena, the Humpty Hump, I mean, it's all going on. I mean, there's no excuse for what's happening, you know, around yeah, us. Exactly. At the moment. Let me, let me just touch upon a point. I just wanted yeah. to make a point. Yeah, real, real quick. Um, I'm sorry, but real quick. Yeah. I'm obsessed with Ukraine. And I remembered a general that I couldn't think of last night, General Taylor. I watched him testify before Congress. I watched him throw President Trump under the bus over the Russia collusion investigation. I listened to this guy. I watched him. I asked myself, is this what West Point gives us? Now, the corruption in Ukraine, the corruption in Ukraine runs deep with Burisma. General Taylor, had he must have um, safety deposit box loaded with cash. Got to. Yeah, good, good question. Good question. But unfortunately, Neil, we got the music coming up, which means we're heading out to the to the break but thanks for calling and we'll we'll talk to you again real soon my friend okay thank you right, take care and denise we'll talk to you again tomorrow morning i'm sure there'll be more developments but uh, take care founderscode.com is the website thank you all right take care good morning scott in south florida sorry we couldn't get you your call but hopefully we can get to you on the next go round folks kyle warren with you stay right there All right, welcome back, everybody. Kyle Warren with you. Welcome back as we race through the Wednesday edition of the program. Well, maybe warp speed. Maybe that's a good way of putting it as well. So if you see something go by in the overnights across America, just uh, literally just racing by you at warp speed, that's us. And uh, we're glad to to have you along uh, for the ride. Glad to be, uh, in fact, if you're out there in a truck this morning, uh, we're glad to be riding along with you. All right. Well, folks, it's time now to uh, talk with Chris Markowski. He's the watchdog on Wall Street. Watchdogonwallstreet.com is the website, of course. And you can hear Chris right here on AM860, The Answer, our home station from five, at 5 a.m. Eastern times on Saturday mornings and 5 p.m. Eastern times on Sunday afternoons. Again, right here on AM860, The Answer in Tampa, Florida. So once again, a good morning, Chris. Glad to talk with you again. Good morning. Good morning. Well, you know, one of the things, you know, obviously we now know that the president has come up with a decision. We don't know the details, but we do know that there will be some kind of retaliations going on regarding this, uh, the attack against our serve that killed three service people in Jordan, injuring uh, more than 40 at this point. But obviously that attack in and of itself has an effect on what the market and what the economy does. But what happens after the retaliations? Uh, is it going to be I'm, much more of the same or we just have to wait and see? I, I have to wait and see. I, I don't know what they're planning on doing. I mean, so far, um, you know, we, we've had strikes against, you know, Houthi targets and Iranian proxy targets, but uh, 
you know, when we do that, we, we tell all the bad guys to get out of the way. Um, I, I don't get it. I never really understood the point in using force unless you're going to use force. Um, it's, it's just, there's no point in it at all. Um, you know, you got to have that old, uh, you know, speak softly and carry a big stick type of an attitude when it comes to American military personnel. Um, yeah, I, I've said this story before, and I don't mean any disrespect uh, to, to, you know, people that are listening that have their kids that are in the, the military serving right now. I mean, my, you know, my kids were recruited heavily to, to go to the academies uh, for sports and, you know, actually considered in visiting. But, you know, I, I discouraged it strongly uh, simply because of the way our, we, we, we treat our military and perpetual wars and the fact that, you know, our military seems to be acting like drone catchers, quite frankly. And, you know, it, it, if we're going to use our military, if we're going to have a military, it has to be used properly. Uh, the, we need to be, you know, the amount of money that we spend, what was the greater amount of money than the next, what, eight, nine, ten countries below us, um, we should be able to scare ragtag militias and, and militants, and we don't really even seem to do that anymore. Um, and if you're going to warn the bad guys to get out of the way, we're going to go attack and targets. I mean, again, that, that's, that's, that's not showing much when it comes to strength. Uh, again, you want to show restraint all the time when you use your military. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I almost give it the, uh, the Godfather one uh, Don Corleone approach where he tells the heads of the five families that, hey, listen, you know, <laughs> single strand of hair, basically, and my, my son's head gets hurt. I, you know, I'm going to start blaming people and I'm going to do something. Yeah, that's the attitude we should have, and we just don't seem to have it anymore. Well, again, yeah, you're right. It remains to be seen, and and certainly we don't want our military to be sitting ducks. We want them to, and and we want them to be able to, like you said, instill that fear factor. You know, to, unthinkable to attack the U.S. military. Yeah. Exactly. Well, and, and and again, if you take a look at the recruitment for the the military, they can't even get people to to, to sign up. Uh, you know, and again, I I, I get it. I understand. I mean, you know, your parents, you're watching this and you're saying to yourself, wait a second here. You know, we've got our, our, our kids in harm's way. And, and can anybody explain to me why we're there in Syria or why they were there in Jordan right now? Why are we involved in all of these places around the world? You, you haven't come out and explained to the American people. You haven't gone to Congress. You know, our Constitution, you know, it, you know, it says that you're supposed to go to Congress for these things first. So the president can just unilaterally call this. And this goes all the way back to September 11th, to George W. Bush, uh, with, the, with the authorization to basically send troops here, there, and everywhere. And every single time you get guys like Rand Paul or, or true conservatives and people that actually believe in the United States Constitution want to take that power away from the president, which they should, um, you know, they, they, all, they all punt on it because then it, it, gives, it gives Congress an out. They, they can always place blame and they can never take responsibility for the things that they did, that they've done. And that's, that's not the way this country is supposed to work. We're supposed to have a, you know, checks and balances. And that's why the, uh, the founders put that in there. And also the, the resolve from the Biden administration doesn't seem to really be there as you might compare to maybe some other previous administrations. And that's where I think some of that, that comes in in the sense that they're, they're not really that scared uh, of doing this, that, or the other thing, because they don't see a Reagan, that, uh, you know, for lack of a better term. Well, I, I mean, I'll even give kudos to, to, to Donald Trump when it comes to this. And I, I, again, I'm sorry, I do believe that to, to be the case that, you know, if he was in the White House, I, 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 don't, I don't see these things happening um, at this point in time, even though I wish he would have gone further um, and, and followed through in, in, you know, removing and getting people out of Afghanistan 
uh, and, you know, he would have done it. I, I believe he would have done it much better than Joe Biden did. But uh, I do think that there was uh, a, a bit more, you know, fear in the bad guy's eyes when he was president. Oh, no, absolutely. I completely agree. And he was light years ahead of where we are right now because they realized they were dealing with somebody who was decisive and who was actually probably giving the orders. I think there's a lot of there's, And I hate to say it. That's a great point. Yeah. I don't think Biden is sitting there doing that. Yeah, I I agree wholeheartedly. And and I've said this from the get go. I I don't think most people think that, that he's running you know, the, the show right now in, in regards to almost anything. A lot of things, that, you know, that are coming out that, you know, just don't make any sense, you know, whatsoever. Even take a look about his, the things he's doing when it comes to natural gas. And I'm like, this, you know, these are things that Joe Biden would ne- have never done, you know, years and years and years ago when he was a, a senator. Um, it makes people kind of, you know, gives you, gives me pause. At least you don't want to sound like a con- crazy conspiracy theory person, but I- I'm sorry. He's not running the show. He's got other people doing it for him, and it's most certainly far-left progressives. I think you're absolutely right. That's, <laughs> this is exactly what it seems. It all fits. See, that's the, that's the problem. And I think our, our, both our friends and our foes, they are all, all very concerned about that kind of thing. And uh, so, yeah, having decisive leadership would be a much, much better uh, way of going. Well, just here in the time we have left here, Chris, uh, we talked a little bit about Evergrande yesterday, and I'm seeing more about it today. And it looks like um, all the things that the uh, the Z uh, government is trying to do to try to prop up their economy in in light of these these huge this huge disasters that are going on with their properties doesn't seem to be working. And uh, one of the articles I saw saying it looks like China's economy could implode. Uh, do you think it's going to be that bad? Uh, <laughs> I, I think it's happening. It's a, it's a slow motion train wreck that's been happening for a period of time. Um, you know, again, they have good ways of you know of hiding things over there. But you know, it's it's kind of plain as day. You just take a look at the numbers. You take a look at the unemployment numbers. You take a look at the lack um, of investment there that, uh, you know, it seems to me it's, it's, it's pretty obvious what's going on. Well, indeed. And uh, certainly that's going to affect trade and all kinds of stuff like that. One other thing that I saw earlier today, Chris, was that there's um, an economist, a team of strategists at J.P. Morgan, evidently. They're drawing comparisons to the valuations in the stock market right now. They're, it's not one-to-one. It's not apples-to-apples, but they're drawing comparisons to the dot-com bubble uh, back in the like the early 2000s. Um, and uh, so do you see any parallels to that at all, uh, that uh, stocks could you know go poof at some points in a similar uh, fashion? Well, they were drawing comparisons in regards to concentrations in certain companies over a period of time. Uh, a lot of the, the dot-com blow up. Uh, we've already had a lot of that, you know, to some degree, you know, blow out. We've seen a, t- a ton of companies uh, go out of business and, and you know, a- across the board. I, I, I think there's been a washout to some degree, and I think that there's more uh, to come. But, you know, I, I, you know, it's a very different type of a scenario. A lot of companies wash out much later on down the road uh, because they go public much, much later. Whereas in the dot-com, you get, you get that uh, hype uh, in regards to anything that was dot com at that period of time, you're getting some of that with with some of the AI stuff, but no, it's a very different type of um, you know scenario than than it was back then. I mean, some c- concentration in some of the bigger companies, yes, and will that hit certain stocks or certain stocks may be overvalued to some degree, but to have a washout like the dot coms with, with so many 
companies going by the wayside. We saw a lot of that already. Mm -hmm. Very interesting indeed. And that's uh, one of the reasons we love to talk with you, Chris, because you always have such a great perspective on these kinds of things, because you, these economists say just about anything. And we, we sometimes we don't know who to believe, but we're glad that well, we can believe job. you. That's the job. That's their job is to say things. Yeah. Quite frankly, and they got to, you know, that's, that's what they do. <laughs> well, Chris Markowski, Watchdog on Wall Street. We'll talk to you again tomorrow morning, sir. Take care. You got it. Have a good one. You too. Chris Markowski, everybody. Watchdog on WallStreet.com. Folks, we're going to come back right after the top of the hour news. We got hour number four coming up. Hour number three is in the books. Hey, thanks, everybody, for checking out the podcast today. We'll see you on the radio, AM860, The Answer, 2 a.m. to 6 a.m., Monday through Friday, 2 a.m. to 5 a.m. on Saturday mornings. Check out KyleWarrenShow.com for more information. Take care out there.